Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com. The Bane of Lawless People Prophesied Lawlessness Mystery of Iniquity Manifest Deliverance Present Evil World On Warren-USA.com Exalted Lord Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 85 on Battle Lines Righteous Servants, Book of Romans, Part 12, on Warren Radio. And don't miss the following Warren Radio episodes for October 4th through the 6th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Revelation, Saving America, Gospel Christian Aid, Cost of Faith, at Warren Radio. Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah Series, Fruits of Transgression, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 191 on Battle Lines. Kingdom War and the Coming King, Fighting God, Part 6 on Sound the Shofar. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac a former black ops sniper and details the takeover of America and hidden within the storyline of the rising is the truth of what's happening in America today and you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon Barnes and Noble Books a Million Ingram Angus and Robertson and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the, ra- on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Here we are, another Thursday night. Yes, it's good to be here. Thank the Lord. Part 192. We're getting up there. Yep, soon we will be done. Yeah, this is a Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday. We got a weekend. And tomorrow is Sound the Shofar. Yep, in the morning. What's on that show tomorrow? Well, I don't have the thing in front of me. I'm all geared up for this one. Okay. But it'll be another. I forgot which part it is. In our kingdom war coming king. It will king. be good. The kingdom war coming king series. And so, well, you know, when you look around what's happening in the world, you know, you know that the signs are there. We're, we're approaching some of the stuff for the end. Boy, you can see it. You it's... really can, you know. And... Uh, you know, the thing with Israel and all that, you know, Revelation tells us that there's going to be a lot of upheaval, wars, all kinds of things happening. Not to mention the rise of the beast. And so, we're here on the stage of the world and we're going to behold all that come to pass. That is exciting. So, buckle your seat belts. Yes, sir. You're in for a ride. Yeah, make sure the seat belt is connected to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yahshua. So, at any rate, we're going to do this, okay. part 192. Judgment and Justice bring us to part 192 on this week's Isaiah's prophetic book. We are finding this week that a nation and its people to not bring a nation to the true judgment and justice which God requires. Join us as we dwell into the end of days on Isaiah's and what the book says. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, we're going to finish up one verse that uh, relates to last week and then we're going to move forward verse 13 and transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God speaking oppression and revolt conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood now that describes what Judah was doing transgressing and lying against the Lord departing from our God and speaking oppression and revolt which you know you're either with God or you're not 
you know, you're either going to follow the Lord and be connected or you're not. It's not halfway, you know. You know, well, I'm going to connect with the Lord this week, next week I'm not. And, of course, all this stuff got the house of Israel, actually not the house of Israel, but the house of Jude in trouble. And, of course, we're, we're, we're talking about a real-life situation that Judah faced. And then they went into captivity for seven years and, and was restored back into Jerusalem, and they had a new temple. Then that temple went all the way to the time of the coming of Christ and the Roman Empire, and it was later destroyed by General Titus, I believe it was, of Rome, when he put down the rebellion of the Jews. And uh, at that time, there was about uh, a million, a little more, uh, Jews that got killed in that one. And, of course, it was confirmed over the years, especially at the time it happened, by Josephus and also others, because they counted the bodies. Um, At any rate, it was a heavy price. You know, and and the Lord said the blood would be required of this generation when He was visiting, and you know when He was talking to Jerusalem, He said, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets, the very ones that God had sent to warn them, they would stone." And so we're dealing with this part, and Isaiah is dealing with this. We've already dealt with various aspects of this. We've already talked about the prophecies and um, Judah, you know, you know, it, it was uh, prophesied Judah would go into captivity. And at the same time, there's a lot of other things involved in what Isaiah says. And, uh, you know, a couple of scriptures we're going to go through and then we'll get into the next part. Uh, Isaiah seventy-eight thirty-six through 38 continual sin verse 36 nevertheless they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues for their heart was not right with him neither were they steadfast in his covenant but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not yea many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all of his wrath now that that is compassion and you know Judah did that and of course the northern tribes by the time Judah went in there they had already gone into captivity and um, never came back Uh, that doesn't mean some of the tribes didn't make it back but as a general rule we classify them as the lost tribes of Israel or northern Israel these were the ten tribes And then Judah had two tribes and the Levites. And so, nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongues. Well, they went through the motions is what they did. In the temple, they went through all the feasts and everything. Uh, But their heart wasn't right. And uh, they basically lied because they spoke with their mouth and flattered him, but they didn't do what they said they were going to do. And... (laughs) And so, you know, we think of Christianity, we think of our relationships, 
you know, if you tell the Lord you're going to do something, you need to do it. But, I mean, you know, we have a lot of fun with some of this when we were in Bible school because there was this story of this kid, and he was there in the dorm, but he was another part. And uh, so he was there. He was in the basement praying. Sleeping. And... Uh, they told him go to Africa so we woke up and he told everybody that he the Lord spoke to him told him to go to Africa you know and you know your tongues are capable of a lot of stuff but it's the heart that causes you to do it well ne nevertheless there are people today that you know have a lot of issues with understanding the will of the Lord and hearing the Word of God and while you all may want to be prophets, we have the Word of God for guidance and for help. And so we look to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, to guide us. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, as we get in the Word, the Word's going to set us free. We will know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. But uh, when we're talking about Judah, they, they flattered with their mouth. They lied in their tongues. Uh, this is during worship. This is in their... You know, the regular things that they would do in the temple and that they would do at home, and they never did it. And so this is where the problem came in at. And eventually, of course, the Lord sent Judah into captivity because it got so bad there. In Hebrews uh, 13, uh, and this is about the, about the Hebrews, but uh, we're going to go through this 7 through 19. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the pro of provocation, in the day of the temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my works forty years. Now, see, this is Paul looking back at what the children of Israel did, you know, and, you know, I mean, it's something to get the God of the universe to provide for you and guide you. But it's another thing for you to not believe him. And uh, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. Now, see, I think that applies today, especially in this generation. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, this is where we have a problem. Hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You know, and you can see that every day on social media. You, you can see it in your everyday life as you meet people. People do not take sin seriously. God does. And then, of course, when we have things that happen like happened in Israel, brought about by Hamas, um, that, that just brings up a whole new level. And, and that is a strict abomination. And uh, you, you can't condemn that enough. You, you can't explain it enough you can't understand it enough to wrap your head around what these people naturally in the flesh will do to others especially babies and they don't think anything of it see even after they did all this you know in the gaza strip the 
the leader of the uh, Hamas, the big mucky muck, you know, he was calling on others to do things. But there was a, a big bomb that hit where they were staying, and they said that they all the leadership were destroyed. I have no idea if it's true, but see, this is a guy that uh, the leader who stood up and said, well, you know, this is what you need to do. He called on all the Muslims to attack Israel on a Friday and do all this other stuff, you know, as if it was Israel's fault that they decided to attack and, uh, you know, killing as many as they killed wasn't enough for them. And so when Israel had a chance to fight back, they destroyed most of the most of Gaza without much trouble. And so this is where you are at in the end of days. And, you know, when we talk about God, you know, you're not just going to find it in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, you're going to find it throughout the Bible. When we talk about hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, watching what you say, be careful what you're doing, because you're going to stand before the Lord God one day. And, and we are so reckless in America. We do not believe in sin today. We allow things to do. There's pastors, and I know of one that I saw the video of, and she was a pastor in a Lutheran church, and her lifestyle was corrupt. And she claimed to be a pastor and all this other stuff, but yet she didn't believe some of the stuff. You know, this is corrupt. This is an abomination. It's not because she was a female. It's because of what was in her heart and what she did. You see, these are things that are going on today in America. And if you think that being an American in America is going to save you, that's wrong. Just like being a Jew or an Israelite, you know, at that time that we're talking about right now is going to save you. No, that's not going to save you. You had to be connected to the Lord God. You had to be serious about what you were doing. And so this is why we get into this, because this relates, you know, that was the earlier covenant. We're in the newer covenant, but it doesn't change. God still is upset with sin, and he's provided a permanent atonement through Christ. So we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. This just ain't a one-time deal. This just ain't, I'm going to walk in Christ if I want to. No, if you're going to be saved, you need to be sure you're a true partaker of Christ. And it goes on to say, While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. The very thing that happened in the wilderness when they tempted God when they wouldn't believe him. And you can take another example, and that is when the spies were sent out to East Spy or look over you know, uh, the one place that they were at because they were going to go in, but they wouldn't go in afterwards because, you know, they were too afraid of who was there. Uh, Joshua and uh, Caleb were ready to go in, but not the rest of them. You know, when God's ready to move, you better move with him or get off his team because he's going to do things and you have to be on board. We're in the end of days. There's things that are coming. And you can't just say, well, God, I'm not going to go through it. Well, yes, you are. If you're here, you got two legs, you're still alive. Whatever God has deemed that's going to happen, it's going to happen. It's not if I choose. Well, I'm free in America and I'm a Christian and I can do what I want. And I've decided this isn't going to happen, God. Well, it don't work that way. And so, verse 16, for some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, 
But with whom was he grieved for forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And as Christians, we all know about this. And whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? And so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Even Abraham was justified by faith because he believed God. And it was, you know, imputed unto him for righteousness sake. So make no mistake, today as Christians, you know, it's imputed unto us because we believe. Our righteousness comes through faith by grace. So now this is where we're going to start. That's an intro. So now we're in 5914. And judgment is turned away, and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Our sins have turned away the blessings. I think that's the one sentence that you can you can understand for sure. The sins have turned away the blessing. Even in America today, it was like that in the time of Israel. For both houses, their sins turned away the blessings of God. It separated them from, from their God. Whether you think that they were justified by keeping all the law or whether you don't believe, it doesn't make a bit of difference. Because they were to follow the law, they were to do what they said, and they need to do exactly what God said, and they didn't do it. And so both houses wound up in judgment. And today as a Christian, if you think that you're better than the Jews, if you think that you're going to get away with stuff and be a Christian, if you're a pastor and you're committing adultery while you're in the pulpit, if, if whatever you think you are, if you're committing sin in that church, God is going to find out. There's nothing that's going to be hid. It is time to forsake the sin. It's time for you to wake up. It's time for America to wake up. But most people are not going to wake up. America's not going to turn from her sins. America is a nation. It's filled with people. And the people within here, many of them, do not and do not, absolutely do not, practice Christianity or knowing the Lord. That's the way it is. We have lots of Muslims. We have lots of other faiths. And they come here what they can get out of America. Even all the 8 million or whatever it is that came into America, they came here for one reason. What can they get out of America? America was built on the backs of uh, people who had been persecuted for their faith by the Church of England. When they got here, they worked, they gave everything to create a nation and to put together a covenant like we have today. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. And people stuck to what they said. There was lots of churches. And in our day, Towers and I day, when we were kids, I can tell you, you would no more do what you see today than the man in the moon. These things are an abomination. And this nation is so used to it, they have not a clue. And, And I can tell you for a fact, you wouldn't have found that back then. Oh, yes. No, you couldn't. You're a slobber liar. Slobby. You're mistaken. Doesn't mean we were perfect, but I can tell you that the churches were churches, and there was truth. And judgment is turned away, so the sins have turned away the blessings for Judah. And judgment is turned away backward, justice stands afar off, truth is fallen in the street, and equity or justice cannot enter. Why? Because they've turned away the blessings of God. 
I mean, it's the way it is here in America today. We've got people, mostly blacks, who feel that, I guess, that uh, uh, whatever their forefathers went through in slavery, and they did go through it, that this entitles them to steal and pillage from the stores in many of uh, you know the big cities in California, New York, and others. And they go in and they steal everything. Their entire gangs, they go in in a big mount they, and they just steal everything. And people stand around and watch them while they steal it blind. And nobody has it. Nobody's going to do nothing. It's just like they deserve it. Judgment is turned away backward. That is backward. Justice stands afar off. There ain't no one near there. Everybody stands back. No one stands up for justice. They let them do it. Truth has fallen in the street. Well, that's okay. People stand outside and watch them running away with large screen TV and everything you could think of. So equity or justice can't enter into that store and bring truth. It can't do anything. The cops can't do anything. Now, some of them are trying to crack down, but let me tell you this. That's a sign of a weakened state. And we are a weak nation. We are a nation that's going to face judgment. And I'll tell you, Joe Biden is one of the worst up there we've ever had. And that's because you are a nation that is forsaken. And if you get into Isaiah chapter 3, you can learn some things about that. There are things you need to know, but many of you don't want to listen. Many of you don't listen. So, you know, why should they listen? Why should they pay attention to anybody? Hey, they go in there and steal four, five, six thousand dollars worth of stuff. There's about 20 of them that go in there. There's one clerk standing in there, maybe two, and they all run off with everything. Five thousand dollars in less than an hour. Now, that's pretty good wages. Nobody does anything. And you're trying to tell me that you think this nation is just now. And we see young women that don't value the life of the child that's in their womb. I seen a video the other day of a young woman, good looking young woman, and she was dancing and she says, this is the dance of my fetus before I aborted. She was doing a dance and videotaping it because as soon as she got done, she was going to go get an abortion. That is blood guilt. That is killing the innocent. If you think I'm joking, you are surely deceived. If you think I don't know what I'm talking about, I'll tell you. It'll prove it out. You just wait. You just go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. And I'll stand at the day of judgment and I'll look you in the eye. Because I'll be there to witness that you were told to repent. I am telling you to repent right now. I'm telling you you need to get in there with the Lord. He will forgive you. But if you're stubborn, you ain't going to find truth. You ain't going to find justice. You're not going to find judgment until the coming of the Son of Man. When he comes as the Almighty. Now let's go to Ecclesiastes 3, 16 through 17. Now this is what a good old book says. 
And moreover I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. You're not going to hide. Under the sun in the world today, there's a place of judgment. Wickedness is here. And there's a place for righteousness, but there's also iniquity there. And we can say in our hearts, God is going to judge the righteous and the wicked. And he is. But if you take this lightly, you're going to be in trouble. Now, Zephaniah 3, 1 through 5 talks about the oppressing city. He's talking about Jerusalem. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not the correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves, and they gnaw not the bones until the morrow. Well, the princes within her, Roaring Lions, yeah. Well, see, one of the names for all the princes and the warriors are Young Lions. A Roaring Lion, they have a voice. And see, when a lion is roaring, he's giving you a warning. Because if he had already had the kill, he'd be quiet because he's chewing the meat. A roaring lion. You got to be careful. Her judges are evening wolves. That's because they judge for money and reward. <laughs> and see, it calls them evening wolves and they gnaw not the bones till the morrow. Why? Because they're full. They've eaten everything up. There's nothing left. So they'll eat the bones tomorrow. They'll chew on them, remembering the full meal they had. This tells you how corrupt they are. Her prophets are light and treacherous pers persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. Now, if you read Jeremiah, the Lord told Jeremiah to go in and look at the temple of God, see how they have polluted it. And they had put the images of their gods, their false gods and idols, on the walls within the temple. Now you see. This is talking about the Jews. But there are a lot of Jews today that are messianic. They know the Lord. And what happened to the Jews this week? They didn't do anything. They're not at fault. And even when they go after their enemy, they're not at fault. They're justified. Yeah, justified because of the blood.
The just Lord is in the midst thereof, and he will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth no shame. See, the Lord is just. He's always going to be there. And his, he is not just the light, but he is judgment. And it's always just. It's always there in everything he does. And see, it's not like us. We wake up every morning. The Lord is awake all the time. He is eternal. But the unjust knoweth no shame. And I'll tell you what those in Gaza Strip concocted and what Amos fulfilled was a shame. It was corrupt. If there was ever something that as a human being we should be ashamed that anybody would actually do things like that. Not only that, the leaders of the group even tried to sound justified. See, and that's what the devil tries to do, justify his wickedness. That's why he deceives people. But your wickedness is only going to go on so far. Your corruption and killing and murdering is only going to go so far. One day the Lord will call you in. He will cull you like an ear of corn. Just like that ear is not going to have any corn cob. I mean you have a corn cob won't have any corn in it uh, or meat or nothing. So he will take you and you won't have nothing left. He will strip you. He will consume you. And you will burn in Hades forever. But you see, that's why Christ came. To die on the cross for your sins. And because you're so stubborn, you won't listen. All he asks is to come to him. John 1. The Lord went to his own, and they received him not, but whoever to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those which believe in his name, who were born not by the will of flesh, but by the Spirit of God. John 3, you must be born by the Spirit. 1 John chapter 1 You must walk in the light as he is in the light. Then you have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Yeshua HaMashiach He is the greater Son of David. He is the Almighty and Revelation 1. And he is the one that gave this word. And he is the word. For he is the Word incarnate. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1. So when the Jews start dealing with God, you have to have a healthy fear and reverence of God. 
Psalm 82, there's a few verses here. God's standard. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, he judgeth among the gods. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. You see, the Lord says in John 1, that he will give you power to become the sons of God. But many people die just like men die and fall just like your leaders do. Eventually death overtakes everybody. And see, this was the problem in Judah. They were corrupt. But see, from the outside it looked like they were still performing what they needed to do. They had the priests, they had the prophets, they had the political leaders, but they weren't anything but corrupt. God knows your fruits. And America today is corrupt. The people thereof are corrupt, except for those who truly know the Lord and have been born again. God does not have a covenant with America. This is not... Israel. Verse 15, Isaiah 59, 15. Yea, truth faileth. He that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. So in other words, when you repent, all the others who are doing wicked, they don't like you, so they come after you. Isn't that nice? And it depleased him that there was no judgment. No knowledge of truth, no discernment. For those who do depart from evil, they become that prey. And there's no knowledge of righteousness. I mean, why would you depart from evil if every everyone that departed from evil gets in trouble? Well, you know, let's go back to the Muslims again. If you hear a Christian preacher over in India and you decide he's right and you're a Muslim or a Hindu or if you're in Pakistan and, and you hear a Christian preaching and you decide to become a Christian anywhere that there's a Muslim rule leaving Islam is the death penalty. So a lot of those who accept Christ who were former Muslims face losing their family, face a death penalty, face assassination, face being treated really bad. Most of them have to go disappear. And there's this that thing, you know, it's okay while you're a buddy 
you do what they're doing, you depart and all of a sudden you got religion, you know, now you're the enemy. You know, Donald Trump talks about that. He says that when he was in his business and uh, of course he had a lot of things he had to do, but one of the things he had was a political life because all the people that hate him today, many of them would come to him for donation. And he would donate. You know, Hillary was a friend. Now she's an enemy. Why is she an enemy? Because Trump is running. And he's more righteous than she is. So when you depart from evil, the people that are evil ain't going to like you. Usually. See, in America, though, when I was growing up and I was a Christian, everybody was a Christian. Everybody I knew went to church, some kind of church. You never got in trouble. But boy, today, you can get in trouble right now. You have a preacher that's out on the streets by himself, he can get the holy you-know-what knocked out of him. Let's look at Micah, chapter 7. There's a, three verses. The good man is perished out of the earth. There is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net, that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward. The great man, he utters his mischievous desire, so they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar, the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of thy watchman and they, thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. The day of the watchman, now see, I'm a watchman, been a watchman for many years. I was a watchman before being a watchman was cool. And you read this, what Micah said, and that describes like America. The prince, you know, if he's going to do something, these would be the political leaders and those in power that can help you out. Yeah, you got to give him something. The judge, before he gives a, a judgment, yeah, you need to give him something if you want it to turn out for you. The great man, well, you know, they can buy their heart's desire. Many times it's doing something sexually with someone or something. Like today, one of the biggest things we have going is the loss of all these children on the border because there's a trafficking of children, which is corrupt. So the best of all these people is like a briar. You know, I got some raspberries out here, but if you're going to grab something, you got to be careful because they got little stickers on them. Well, the best of them is a briar. <coughs> and the most upright among them, the best one you can find is sharper than a thorn hedge. In other words, you can hurt yourself. So that's why he says, the day of thy watchman and thy visitation comes. Now will be their perplexity. See, they've gotten away with it. 
But see, the watchman comes along and he warns them. He says, you need to repent. You need to come. Come out from among them. That's what the Lord says. Come out from among them, saith the Lord. Now will be their perplexity. Because they can't get away with it. Now here's Hosea. Now this is another good one. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there's no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Now this happens to be the Lord talking to the children of Israel. But he says there's no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God. And these are the children of God. You know, these are the children of Israel. They should know. But he says, by swearing, lying, killing, stealing, and committing adultery, they break out and blood, touch, blood toucheth blood. Now, when we talk about committing adultery, as an American, you probably think that's cheating on your wife or something. But the children of Israel were committing adultery because they had gone to another god. Because the Lord God had married himself to Israel. And they were committing adultery by going to other gods. So the result is this. You're going to commit adultery on him. You're going to swear and lie and kill and steal. There's no truth or mercy. There's no knowledge of God in the land because nobody walks in that knowledge. They've ignored it. They've rejected it. Look at America. This describes America today. You think we're a Christian nation? We're not a Christian nation. We're not even a good Muslim nation. We're not even a good pagan nation. But see, all it takes is to repent. <coughs> so he says, therefore the land shall mourn. In other words, there's going to be judgment. And everyone that dwells therein shall languish with the beasts of the field, with the fowls of heaven, and the fish of the sea also shall be taken away. There's not going to be nothing around. He'll just tell the little fish to go somewhere else. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Now see, he, this is what happens when you forget the Lord. You have trouble in America today? What's happened? You've forgotten the Lord. You don't care anymore. And you can see the way people are. They're selfish. Full of self-interest. Prideful. They don't care who they hurt. 
They don't care what they steal and who they steal it from. Everything is a me generation today. This is, I'm this woke person, or I'm that woke person. The people that steal think they deserve it. People are murdered every day in America, yet nobody seems to be held accountable. The cops don't seem to do anything. They just let things go. And the people that steal stuff out of the stores say, well, it's okay because the cops don't, don't do anything. We have political people that don't do anything. Nobody knows right and wrong. Nobody has any courage for truth and equity. They're corrupt to the core. And that's America today. And I can tell you as a watchman, the day of your watchman cometh, America, and is coming sooner than you think. Tower and I have been warning many, many, many years. And I'm not here to play games with you. I believe this word. That's the difference. You don't. As they were increased, that's because of the blessing of God. So they sinned against me. Verse 8, they eat up the sin of my people and they've set their heart on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests. I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Well, I can tell you, you need to listen. Now let me tell you about Paul's Hall of Fame. Because there comes a time when you need to realize that this is serious. Hebrews 11, 36-40. He's talking about the followers of Christ. The followers of the Lord. And he says this. Others had a, true, uh, a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings and of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Of whom the world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. God waited for all of us to be made perfect together. But see, this is what they went through. Now the thing I like about this is in verse 16 of this he says and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor therefore his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness it sustained him you see he saw that there was no man there was no intercessor no one to intercede for the people therefore his arm brought him salvation 
and his righteousness salvation uh, sustained him. You see, the arm of the Lord is his servant, Yeshua, Jesus Christ our Lord. He was that one that God the Father sent to bring salvation to the masses so they wouldn't be destroyed. And this is found in Isaiah 59, 16. Amidst all of the stuff they did wrong, amidst all the stuff that they weren't going to do, their failure to listen and everything, corrupt, they'd forgotten God, here's the promised people, these are the people that God brought out, these are related to Abraham, they should have known better. They didn't. They ignored the Lord. In the middle of all this, God puts the Redeemer, spoken of by Isaiah. Now there's other scriptures that point to the Redeemer. But you see, the thing of it is, this is a little promise in the middle of everything. Because when you get into the New Testament, you get into Romans chapter 3. You begin to find out that there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. They don't know to do good. They don't do good. They're no good. They're going to be lost. Therefore, God sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him would not perish, but have eternal life. That's what this thing is saying here in Isaiah fifty-nine sixteen. Even to Israel. even to Israel. Now we're going to come back to this next week because we've got a lot of accompanying scripture and we've got a lot of stuff because we talk about his breastplate, his helmet of salvation and everything. And you can go into Ephesians and find the righteous, you find the armor of God. Well, we can find it in Isaiah. I bet you didn't know it was in Isaiah, did you? This speaks of the righteousness of God and the one who's going to bring salvation to everyone. And you need to say amen and thank God for that. Especially if you know the Lord. Because that's where we're at. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that you would bless those that hear this. Help them to see the truth. The truth is not that Israel was so stinking dirty, lousy, rotten, immoral. That's not it. It was that they had a God who was going to bring salvation to them. When he sent them into judgment, into Babylon he also rescued them out and he led them back to Israel to Jerusalem and restored them and restored the temple 
God's grace is not just to you Gentiles. It is here for all men, including the Jews. Thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Amen. Amen. Well, that was another good show on Isaiah and about repentance and redemption. Yep. Well, we've got a few minutes here. But uh, this has been a long series, but we're going to be in chapter 60. And uh, that means we only got six chapters left. So be sure to stick around. And we've come a long way. Yeah, we have. We really have. It's hard to believe, but yes, <laughs> we really have. And this this is really good in here in Isaiah fifty nine. Oh, it is. I like it. It's excellent. You know, and unless you're going through it, you're going to miss it. You know, because everybody talks about the armor of God in Ephesians. So, at any rate, we do have a couple of minutes here. Okay, we'll be sure to join the Watchmen tomorrow for Kingdom War and the Coming King, Obedience or Rebellion, Part 7 on Sound the Shofar. We want to thank you for being here with us. We love you. It's always a pleasure to have you here. We pray for you and always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And thank you for all you do for the King. Please remember to pray for your brethren around the world and pay, pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And pray for us as we pray for you. We thank you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. Be sure to uh, like, you know, the articles and the shows. Let everybody know. You can leave comments. And we have a contact page. You can use that. Also, check out my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. It's part of a series called the Steel Series. And the first one is Steal the Darkness, then there's The Rising. Check this series out. Get a copy of the new book, The Rising. Read it and let me know what you think. Take care of yourselves. Find peace in the Lord. Have him direct your steps. Do not walk in fear, but faith. So until next time, may God keep you. May he bless you and direct your steps. Amen. Shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.